Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hey, y'all, it's Alante, and you're listening to Black and in Grad School, the podcast that helps women and people of color like you excel in this journey. If you're listening, I believe you are an aspiring or current scholar who wants to successfully navigate this process by sharing my experience while pursuing my PhD and interviewing other black graduate students or early career professionals. It is my hope that you can glean encouragement, advice and strategies that you can apply to your journey. Thanks for listening. Hey, y'all, it's Alante back with another episode of Black and in Grad School. And today I am going to give you the recap of this last academic year. Whoo, y'all. Whoo, let's just get to it, okay? So, <laughs> this week's lesson from the trap is two songs, okay? It's two because, yeah, it needed to be two. Because both of them had one line that I just felt like totally totally um just captures the essence of (laughs) this year if it ain't one thing it's another now the first person who says it is young Dolph in a hundred shots and I really like this song because it literally starts with if it ain't one thing it's another and within the lyrics he says like young stay focused but I really want to crash I think about think about where you at then think about your past and um yeah that felt very indicative of this year of like I gotta stay focused but I really want to crash like some days this year felt like I don't know what I'm doing (sighs) um and it was frustrating like I don't know what I'm doing but Um, I'm going to stay focused even though, you know, even though I want to crash and then I think about where I'm at and think about my past and how far I've come and okay, it's definitely worthwhile to stay focused and I'm not going to ignore the fact that this year has been challenging. This year has been challenging. This academic year was challenging. Um, but the last thing that he says is how the F you miss a whole hundred shots. Well, he's referring to somebody literally shot off 100 rounds on his car but like if we look at it more metaphorically you know life really tries to just drop rounds on us right of of negative situations and it's just like how did you I, I say that to to the negative circumstances like how did you miss me you know what I mean like even though it's hard still keeping my mind right has helped me to maintain progress uh mentally like I'm gonna get into what's going on academically but it's just like this could be the type of thing to take me out but it missed right and so how you missed a whole hundred shots I, I really really enjoyed that so that's the lesson from the trap now the second song I had is not trap at all but it's joy and pain by maze because that also I feel like serves the the soulful side of me and just like 
they also said if it ain't one thing, it's another, you know, but how come the things that make us happy make us sad? And I think that part um, is relevant in a couple different parts of my life. But even in grad school, you know, this research has been really it's been making me sad, but it's something that I enjoy. And, you know, I, I has made me happy in the past. So, you know, joy and pain in this growing um, in this matriculating through this graduate school experience. So let me tell you what's been going on. All right. Because <clears throat> it's been a couple a little bit of time since we've talked about this um, or that I have really given an update and been just on a solo episode. So. Whew. All right. So how did the semester go? It was challenging. It was challenging. These were some of my goals. Um, I wanted to submit my second paper for publication because um, and last year it was not accepted, um, which is fine. Like my goal was to submit. And that's I, you see, I, atta- I detach it from like getting published, but like submission. Um, so I wanted to submit my second paper again. That has not been done. I wanted to really make some movement towards my thesis like that I know like okay it's time for me to start writing the thesis proposal and so at my school we call dissertation a thesis just so you all know I know those words get they're interchangeable um so individuals like thesis that's for master students like not necessarily just so you know I wanted to have my third paper topic established and my lit review done by the end of this school year and and then I wanted to get a summer internship what got done the summer internship if you're listening, I'm actually in the second week of a summer internship at a national lab. Very excited about that. Very happy. Is it enough to cover all the stuff that didn't go right this semester? Heck you know. So let's get into that. So what happened instead? First, I struggled through my last semester of required coursework. I was in this class and when I would explain it to like my friends, this is how I would explain it. I'm like, I feel like this class... <laughs> if it was a person it was born 20 years ago right so it's younger than me it was born 20 years ago and its entire life it's been raised to hate me and make my life a living hell like it was like born it was like the whole purpose of your life is to destroy Elante you know like how the movies go or whatever and it's like this arch nemesis that the child doesn't even know why it's the arch nemesis but it's just like that is my goal my goal is to destroy Elante <laughs> that was the semester that was the class I wish y'all could see my folks my face go from joking to serious because that is literally how I felt like this class was the bane of my existence I'm talking about I spent so much time on this class I'm going to tell you my study group schedule so the class was Tuesdays and Thursdays for like two and a half hours I think Monday so Mondays um in the like in the afternoon I met up with my study buddy and we would study the previous week's like lecture notes Tuesday nights after class the class ended at five so maybe from like five to ten sometimes five to midnight we would try to do the homework together okay then Wednesdays I I try to set aside for like my research Thursdays I had class again then probably didn't finish the homework the homework was typically due at two so I spent my whole morning before the class doing the homework trying to finish the homework from what I didn't get finished on my study buddy then Friday at one o'clock typically for like two to four hours we would meet and go over the lecture notes from that Tuesday so 
Friday and Monday were lecture notes. Tuesday night was the homework, which never got done. So then that carried over into Thursday, full day. And by the time I'm done with the class at five, and typically, you know, Thursday nights, um, I have pretty much maintained throughout my program, Thursday nights are for the podcast. Um, that's the only evening that out of my entire week that I'm not working on schoolwork. And it's my break. So after I got a class on Friday, I mean, Thursday at five, I went to the gym, I came home, I did podcast stuff. So literally, we're talking about 12, 15, 20 hours a week just on the class. And I still was struggling, like struggling, like struggling the whole class. It was all of my weak points. It was MATLAB. So for those of y'all who are not familiar, MATLAB is a coding language. Now, MATLAB is not even like hot and sexy no more. Like when I took MATLAB, I want y'all to know this. When I took took MATLAB the very first semester of my undergraduate program. So I took this class over 12 years ago, an intro to MATLAB class. I have not used this coding language since the day I drop out, I will finish that class. That's the first part. Then it's it was a it's optimization course. So we were learning like how optimization algorithms work within this MATLAB coding language. It was so hard. I don't even know. Um, I don't. I know that I did not learn as much as I could have. I learned a lot, like just trying to do better with my coding, trying to understand the actual like concepts. It was a lot of like, honestly, like differential equations and calculus. That part um, wasn't necessarily hard, but again, it was the remembering of those things. It's just been a long time since I've had to like do like by hand, like a differential equation or something like that. Like I just haven't had to do those types of things in a while. So just kind of brushing back up on those like random rules and remembering stuff it was just that class was really really hard it was and I I articulated that with my advisors and they were like well just give it your best effort you know and that means you gotta slow down on take a pause on the research a little bit or slow it down that's okay just give it your best effort you're like done with your you'll be done with your required coursework after this I'm like yeah okay great but then I was I made a, a timeline for this paper to be resubmitted by April 17th it is way past April 17th and I'm still stuck on like what I was supposed to have done by March like I've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out like an an issue in my coding and I don't use Python I mean I don't use MATLAB I use another coding language called Python which is a lot more um, popular nowadays and it has been really a struggle as well however it's been like a learning struggle just like me learning and just like just not moving as fast as like other people and so yeah this this semester academically has been a uh, shot to the heart okay I'm sorry I keep yelling at y'all but that's how it feels um yeah and then and then there was a pandemic right who so what did I learn let's I just want to tell you all the, the bad stuff that happened in the academic side. We're going to get to my personal life after this. But what did I learn? Um, Some things that I do think went well this semester or this academic year, rather. One was asking professional development questions. I started the school year off like, you know what? What I don't know about is what I'm going to do after this. Or um, like, what are the steps to life after this? Like, how do I 
come into, you know, faculty and what type of thing should I like be getting done right now so that I'm in the best position and like my CV looks right and that, you know, I'm prepared for, for the life of a faculty member. So I spent a lot of time in my meetings just asking those questions. And I think that also gave me a chance to like talk to my advisors more, like getting to know them versus like only talking about the work. I know some of, some people have like really, really like, um, friendly relationships with their advisors. Some people don't. I'm somewhere in the middle, like there's no beef, but I can, I'm a very like focused person. And so if we're here to talk business, let's talk business. Like you good, I'm good. Let's go. Um, so that kind of let me let my guard down a bit as well as my advisors just sharing more about their experience and me having also just a better insight into how they think and how they navigate the, um, academic space. Now, all my advisors, they're three white men. So let's, I just want to put that caveat out there, but again, it was still really useful. Um, next, I just kind of recognized that uh, there was so much I didn't know about life post PhD. And in that it was just like, for me, this has been such a big goal for me. Like this has been like the thing that I've been working towards. And as a result, I, I just don't, sometimes even know what I want to do next like I do I had this idea and I, not that it, I've, I've abandoned that idea I, I still think that it's valid it's just kind of like it's very hard to imagine because it just seems so elusive and now that it's like not it's all of a sudden now seems very like I don't know. All of a sudden it's got like really confused. Like, wait, okay. So how do you even do that? The things that I said I've wanted to do this whole time. How do I even do that? I don't know. And what does success and happiness look like for me after this? You know, not that again, like not that what I wanted to do isn't going to make me happy. Well, actually the thing is, I don't know. That's the truth. I don't know if it's going to make me happy. It's a goal I've had this whole time. And I don't know if that is really what's going to be best for me and who I am as I'm coming, you know, to the end of this program that I'm going to really be happy. And so I've been thinking about that too. Something else I learned is that I can't be a black box with my advisors. And so I've had to really work at communicating what's going on. Not just because I'm very much on my means like, this is what happened. Oh, I'm still working on that. But instead of like, oh, I'm still working on that. This is what I did this week. This week I was able to, um, you know, I tried this approach and it didn't work. I tried this approach and it didn't work. I tried that approach and it didn't work. I talked to so-and-so and they suggested this. I tried that and it didn't work. Cause that's what all that was happening this, this semester was like what didn't work, but that actually helped get some feedback or like, Oh, we'll talk to so-and-so or try so-and-so, um, to get more help. Um, and also when I think about being a black box, it's, um, the idea of like not really sharing what's going on internally because, I'm trying to like maintain this idea of like a perfect student. Number one, I'm so far from it. It's hilarious at this point. <laughs> Additionally, that's not going to get me the support and help I really need. So they can't help me if I'm not telling them what's going on. I'm not articulating more clearly what's going on. And I want to like encourage you to think about in what ways do you maybe like hide what you're struggling with, with your advisors or with individuals who are trying to help you or listening to your work 
And how can you be more open and honest and transparent about those things? And hopefully you can get some more support or if nothing else, they just have a better idea of what you're doing. And they're not thinking you're just sitting around like not doing your work. What I definitely learned is that some semesters, some years are not as productive as you would hope for. This semester, this entire year, if I'm being frank, I don't feel like I have anything to show for it. I don't. I feel like I have just been here. And that, I guess, is a part of grad school is like there's some points where you're just grinding and like there might not be a lot to show for it. But it doesn't mean that you're not grinding because I promise you I have been grinding and working really hard. It's just very hard. It's difficult to like say that and feel it and think it when you again have nothing to show for it like we have like end of the year reports and I feel like my report looked so boo-boo because I just didn't get I was working I was just like trying to get things to work versus like being able to like write a paper that shows the outcome of the results that part is not fun um and so when you're making your timeline and making your plans for the academic year or for the semester be prepared for derailment um and maybe even a pivot and that's kind of how my semester ended with an a, an advi- a meeting with my advisors like you know you're banging your head up against this problem and this approach maybe we need to switch approaches maybe this approach isn't working maybe you need to do something that um plays better to your strengths that really sucks to hear let me be very frank Like, I really felt like a failure, like, four days ago when I had this meeting with my advisors. Like, it's hard, you know? Like, it's not easy. And I I very much so, like, can get borderline obsessive with, like, stuff like this. Like, no, I'm not going to do anything else until I figure this out. Um, But in the same breath, you know, I've been working on this particular issue in my code for, like, three months. And I bet you it's like a total of 10 lines of code to like fix what's going on. I just cannot figure it out. Or I'll say this, I haven't figured it out yet. And I get it. You know, I still be making progress and I haven't made any progress this year. That's concerning for an advisor. That's concerning for me as a graduate student, as someone who I don't want to be here no more than I need to be. No longer than I need to be here. I want to be done. I want to move on from this part honestly this part sucks guys like I I don't know what else to say it sucks it's not fun but the only way to get to the end of it is to get through it so that's what I've been doing um yeah I don't even have any real advice just like get through it but no more so like a warning like a heed heed or like just be aware that this might happen to you and I hope it doesn't I hope you just are able to just crank ish out and it's perfect and your advisor loves it and you're just making progress every moment of all the time but that's not what's happening in my story right now and this is just where I'm at next was professional development things so what are some things that have I feel like I did well this year as it relates to my professional development beyond having these kind of time set aside with my advisors also um, I joined a departmental committee so the culture and well-being committee for one of my departments and that was really good in practicing you know what it's like to be on a committee when you're faculty right you want to like be involved know what's going on with your department um, understanding how people communicate issues I think for me that has been 
the biggest lesson in being in this committee is like, how does one communicate issues? How does one try to improve the departmental culture? And how are these conversations had? How do people deal with like um, controversial or differing opinions in the academic setting? So honestly, I will. I feel like my contributions have been minimal because I'm just so focused on just like having a better understanding of how things are communicated. Because number one, I'm very much so a straight shooter. I don't really do well with um, a lot of uh, fluff or passive aggressive conversations. Like I just rather talk about it. However, while staying true to that, I know I need to articulate it a certain way. And I'm trying to learn how to do that because right now um, I don't feel like I have the language to even make my point understood. Take that as you want. We could talk about the fact that academia shouldn't be this way. I can agree with that. I can disagree with that. We can talk about the fact that, you know, I shouldn't think about that and communicate the way that I want to. We could think about that too. Both sides of this are valid. Here's where I'm at, though. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I'm thinking is like, well, this is where I'm at. And I want to know how to communicate for the biggest impact, period. Like, what's the language that's being used? Those things. So that has been very helpful in gaining insight. And so if you've been offered an opportunity to join a committee in your department. I absolutely suggest you do it. And it looks good on your CV. Let's be honest that you are an involved member of your committee and this departmental culture, et cetera. Another cool thing that happened this semester um, was I helped develop an analysis protocol for a city project. So I've been working with the city of Pittsburgh for about a year and a half now. And I say work, I volunteer, but I have been helping them figure out like um, shared mobility in the future and future planning kind of scenarios and then um they're actually well prior to you know everything happening with covid they were planning to roll out a um, mobility hubs around the city and so helping to determine where these mobility hubs should go i created the analysis protocol for um that to help inform decision making and that felt really good to do and help me connect with like people in different uh, in a different space, like an in industry and stuff like that. And now that I had to do it, that was really cool. I just wrote the protocol and then someone else did the work. That was even better. And lastly, I actually maintain another podcast called the Traffic 21 Podcast. I mean, it's not anything like this, but it's about transportation, which is the research I do and um, a, a department slash unit that's at the Carnegie Mellon. Um, I'm the host for that. So that was really cool to do and something I've been working on kind of in the background. So I wish I had like more like, oh my gosh, and these things went well, but that, that's what went well this semester. Like it wasn't like a complete fail, but there are definitely like some fails. Um, with that, personally, I just feel like, you know, I'll say for 2019 and 2020, it seems like my spring semester was not complete without like a attempt at dating that left me with another L. I'm not going to say that's going to happen next year. Or even there's a lot more year of 2020 left, but that happens yet again, y'all. And that is frustrating, right? Like, you know, grad school is hard. Um, I don't know how many of you are listening and like aren't partnered or, you know, live away from family. It gets tough, you know? Um, and so 
yeah, that sucked. But what I did learn, what I thought was really fun, was y'all shoot y'all shot in these DMs, ladies. Like for real, these guys are not nearly as um, it doesn't go as bad as you think. Like I sent this man a DM, like, hey, I think you're handsome, and you know, it just took off from there. You know, it went really well with that individual. You know, while it went well, but if nothing else, I know that DMs are not like crazy you don't gotta be super thirsty either you know just hello you're the handsome have a great day that was it I didn't expect him to even hit me back for real for real and then it, it turned into a whole thing so that part was cool but also um another thing that happened this year right after you know the pandemic started we actually ended up losing a family member and, and we you know you that we couldn't do an autopsy so we can't confirm that it was COVID related but this is what I'll say. We had family Zoom on Sunday, and by Tuesday, they were gone. And that was really, like, jarring because this person, like, didn't have any other health issues. That's why, you know, you kind of feel like that's what it was. And as you all know, I'm from Detroit. Detroit has, was and probably still is, like, a hot spot for the virus. And so it was very stressful kind of ending my semester, like, really concerned about my, my parents, about my family members, having to, like mentally understand that like I've lost someone and can't attend a funeral like that is that is very jarring like that is definitely a part of the grieving process of like attending a funeral or like going home and being with family and like having to do that all by myself in a um in my apartment away from family was just really really hard and honestly that threw me off my square for the end of the semester that was definitely some of the more personal things that were happening that just kind of made the semester difficult as well. Then some some things, another good thing that happened that in my more so personal life slash the podcast is um, I actually got to moderate Brittany Cooper, the author of Eloquent Rage. I got to moderate the Q&A for her um, MLK lecture series here at CMU. That was super dope. And what I learned from that is, uh, is it, I'll say it's an example of like thinking positively. Let me tell you the story. So every day when I'm going, well, when we were on campus, when I would walk from my office to the gym to meet up with my homegirl, I would walk past like this little poster that had all the lectures for the year. Now, um, I will one day, one day I walked by it as I always do the days that I work out. And I said, man, in my head, I said, man, I really want to get involved with this Brittany Cooper talk. I don't know how, but that would be really nice. That was it. That was it. And I just kind of went on about my day. This was maybe in like January or something, or maybe even in December. Then because of my schedule, I usually don't really hang out in the Center for Diversity and Inclusion. But this year I did before it's time to go to the gym because like walking over to my office was like a waste of time. Like by the time I sat down and got comfortable, I had to get back up and leave. So I just kind of went down there. And the director, well now director, she came up to me like maybe a week or two before the, the lecture series and said, hey, would you want to moderate the Q&A? I think you'd be perfect because, you know, I know you do the podcast and you would just be perfect for the for the Q&A. That would just be absolutely perfect. And I'm like, heck yeah, like immediately excited to do that. And just a small example of like thinking, thinking on positive things and saying, I really want to do that and believing like how you can get involved and believing it could happen 
really will make it happen. Another example is like literally speaking life into things. Like I really, really believe that we can speak life into our circumstances. And an an example of that for me recently was the grad school success summit. Like when I make goals for my podcast or personal things, I I make, especially if there's like a quantifiable number, it's good, better, best. So good was 500, better was 750 and best was a thousand registrations. So, um, one of my friends hosts like a entrepreneur co-working session like once a month. So I went to that the weekend before the summit started and you have to share like a good thing and a bad thing. And so the good thing I was like, you know, I'm really excited. I hit my, my good goal. Um, but I really am admittedly like wanting to hit that best goal, that better, I mean, excuse me, that better goal. That's really the goal I truly want. And I said, I know by the end of the summit, I will have the better goal and I'm looking forward to it. And just like speaking about that situation as if it were, you know, I'm not trying to get too spiritual biblical on y'all, but I'm just saying that I, I believe in the power of speaking positively in a situation. And that's why I say certain things like I'm working on my relationship with my writing. I don't say how I feel about writing most of the time because it's not positive and it's not conducive or even the way that I said that. And, and they show up in other, other ways as well. Um, in my, in the way that I speak about my experience and my mindset. So just two examples, right? Cause by the end of the summit, by the end of the summit, you know, I said I had 845. So I was beyond my better goal and I, and, but I spoke it as if it was going to happen and it did and believing that it was going to happen. And I, and I'm hoping, honestly, we get a thousand for the replay, but we'll see what happens. So I say all of this and I share, you know, my man, my L's, I share my L's because at the end of the day, I still think I came out of this academic year with some lessons. One of them being, I cannot be a black box anymore. Like, especially when things get difficult, I have to communicate what's going on. And this is, that carries across the board. But I think sometimes when things get difficult, I can bottle up and retreat and try to fix everything and then come back when everything is better. But this was an extended period of like difficulty. And so I needed to like express, like I am in a point of difficulty. This class is still hard. It was hard the first day and it's damn near the last day and I'm still struggling, you know? And actually, y'all end up getting a C in that class. But fortunately, I mean, that really bummed me out. But like, fortunately, the some this semester, you know, given the circumstances with COVID-19, you could transfer a class from pass to pass, no pass. So therefore, it still counts towards my graduation, um, my requirement. So it wasn't great, you know, and I'm going to take another optimization class next semester because I know I need to like actually get a better handle. It's it, that grade and I knew before this was indicative of like the fact that I struggled um with the content and so I need to learn it and I want to include optimization modeling in my work and so that means I have to work on that and I'm going to spend some time this summer also self like doing some self-teaching so that was a bit of an aside I apologize but the lesson was that I still have to communicate so that meant that I spent a lot of time in my office hours that I could go to I spent time telling my advisors like this is what I'm struggling with in my coding this is how I'm struggling in my class and of course not just ending it there but then trying to make a plan you know but also being aware and what I learned is that like even your plan sometimes 
can go awry and that is okay. And the last thing that is a, it's a, it's a hard lesson that I'm trying to, and I'm working to embrace better is that sometimes you will work very hard and the grind season will feel like it is not producing anything. It doesn't mean it's necessarily true, but it, it, sometimes that's going to happen. You can be like, I'm doing all this work and, and I feel like I'm spinning my wheels, but you're not. Like it might be that you are just going like an inch <laughs> per hour, <laughs> but you are moving forward. And, and so um, just, I guess, want to make sure that you know that it might happen to you. Again, I hope it doesn't. And that there's still bright spots and things that you can learn when you're in rough patches. And um, that you can do this. That's really where I'm ending. But just like being honest about where I'm at, y'all, is not been easy. But I'm still in good spirits. And I know that I need to make a new plan, a new plan of action. That's what I'm going to work on for the next couple of weeks to get myself prepared for where I want to go next and how the, the type of progress I want to make in this next year of my program. So I'm going a little bit over today, so I'm going to wrap it up here. But I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for just being your amazing self. And remember, grad school's great. <laughs> I guess it is. Okay, that's not what I usually say. But grad school's tough, but you're tougher. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Black and in Grad School. For more content to help you on your grad school journey, check out blackandgradschool.com. That's B-L-K-I-N gradschool.com. Love this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.